Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. The Blue White Game coming up on Saturday. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, and that's what we're talking about today on the BWI Daily Edition. Of course, we're going to start Blue White Game Week talking about the Blue White Game. Now, uh, there's a lot of different things going into this particular blue-white game. And part of it is what James Franklin has said the last two weeks about the situation with the offensive line and how that might dictate how the game plays out. So we'll get into that, what he said, and give you a rough idea of what it might look like, some of those things. But this is not just about the Penn State uh, situation with the offensive line and some thinness there. This is really as well about uh, spring games nationally. If you watched any of the spring games on TV so far, I think you see most of them are not full game-like uh, scrimmages. Like, they are scrimmages. They're almost practices at this point. I mean, technically, the whole time, these spring games have counted as one of the 15 practices that you can have in the spring. And coaches are treating them more and more like a scrimmage rather than a simulated game. So we'll be getting into kind of that discussion, and of course, the situation with the Penn State offensive line. All that here in the BWI Daily Edition. First thing I got to remind you, though, if you want in-depth information on what's going on, especially coming up on Wednesday, we'll have our availability with James Franklin, our practice availability, all that one final time before the game on Saturday. Subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com so you can get inside information before you get it anywhere else, including, and I say this here with a little bit of salt in the wound, before it's on YouTube, 
Everything you want to know, the most important stuff you got to get first. And here's the good news. It's a dollar at Blue White Illustrated. It's $1 for 12 months of access. Link is in the description of this video. You sign up, you get 12 months of access for a dollar. And if you subscribe to Blue White Illustrated here on YouTube, you get some exclusive stuff here as well. T. Frank's Film Room. Uh, we do breaking news here as well. We do some cool stuff with interviews that you can get here on our YouTube channel. Subscribe for that. It's free. And uh, hit the notification button so you don't miss any of that stuff. So let's get into it. Let's talk about James Franklin and his comments about the Penn State offensive line and the situation that he's trying to create for the blue-white game based on, and this is what he's talking about in this first clip, the scrimmage they did last Friday, uh, or two Fridays ago, excuse me, uh, when they did their first scrimmage of the spring. Yeah, I want to make it as game-like as I possibly can, but um, it's hard to say that right now. As the game gets closer, we'll uh, we'll have some scrimmage aspect, whether it will be a two-sideline game like we've done in the past. I'm not sure. I don't know if you guys remember early on we did that. We ran the O-line. They were in gray jerseys, and they ran from one sideline to the other throughout the game. So um, we'll look at that, but you know, we got some time to get some guys back, but we also may lose some guys. It doesn't make sense to make a whole lot of plans right now when, when we're still you know over a week out. Now, one of the things we've been covering pretty in-depth so far this spring has been Penn State's lack of offensive line, not just depth, but just bodies in general. We're not talking about, it's not like they don't have high-quality players, they just don't have a whole lot. So let's take a look at the Penn State depth chart so you know what we're working with to start here. So this is what James Franklin mentioned, and he gave us the two deep at the start of spring practice during his first press conference. Olaf Ashanu, Landon Tangwell, Juice Scruggs, Salim Wormley, and Caden Wallace are the starters. Jimmy Chris, J.B. Nelson, Nick Dawkins, Golden or Israel Achumba, and uh, walk-on Alex Fermanic are at uh, the guard position. And then Ibrahim Traore is backing up Wallace at the uh, right tackle position. So left to right, they have just over two offensive lines. And according to James Franklin... They don't even have that at the moment. But overall, I was I was happy with the work that we got uh, done. I think I've mentioned you guys before. We're thin on the O line, so we had to be creative. Usually, you go ones and then twos and then threes. Really, we got one O line right now, so we would go one uh, O and then go special teams and then come back with the two O to give the O line a little bit of a blow. Um, and kind of went back and forth. So we got a bunch of special teams work, which was really good. Um, we did mainly with the threes and fours, did Skelly and things like that. Um, but I was pleased with the work that we were able to get done. We got great film. Um, and the O-linemen that are going are getting great work and their attitudes have been really good. So that's been positive. So that's been the situation with the Penn State offensive line is not only do they only have 11 players that are playing offensive line right now, uh, some of them apparently are out due to injury. And that's the thing is you don't know even when we go and we don't observe players, are they, why aren't they there? There are some times that players are not injured, but they're also not at practice. So that's going to be the tough part. And that's what we're going to see more than likely when it comes to the spring game is kind of the, the idea of who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. And James Franklin mentioned they've got guys coming and going from the injury report. So in the spring, they are not as uh, aggressive when it comes to playing players who are a little bit banged up. If there's something wrong, if you're rehabbing from something, they're not going to push it because what's the point of pushing you and getting somebody injured and then having them delayed and not participating at all at, at, in spring or 
making an issue where you might not be available for the summer and then the fall. So Penn State, and, and James Franklin talked about this earlier, uh, this spring is the, the medical staff is very conservative when it comes to these conversations. So with that in mind, we don't know the severity of any of these injuries. They uh, have not been announced as season-ending like Zariah Fisher was last week. So when it comes to the offensive line, we don't really know who is not there and what positions have been hit by the injury bug. But with very little depth, it might not even matter because you just need 10 bodies. And if you can't count to 10, as James Franklin said, your second offensive line... Uh, your second string offensive line may have starters, guys that are playing at both. Uh, and in this situation, that's what he's talking about when it comes to uh, playing one offensive line, playing the first team offense, and then taking a break, doing some special team stuff, let the offensive line catch the breath, and then play the second team offense and have them play with the same offensive line. And let's give you an idea of what the depth chart looks like. And I just picked three players at random. Let's say he's hyper saying something in hyperbole, where he's like, we basically have one offensive line. Let's say they just lost three players, and I just picked three at random from the depth chart. You can see now they have exactly two offensive tackles and one center. Now, what happens uh, if they lost four? Maybe they'd be lucky and they lose one of the guards, but really you might be down to a situation where you don't have a tackle. You don't have a right tackle. Maybe you don't have a guard at a starting position. So this is the situation where they are, where they're very thin at the offensive line and it comes to the players that they're trying to work with and get a starting unit together. So when it comes to the game aspect of the blue-white game and you're playing drive after drive after drive, is it worth it to go offense one versus defense two or whatever you're going to do flip the field the 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 offense punts and then the same offensive lineman come out on the field so you might not see a game like simulation but last season Penn State football basically had an open practice and they called that their quasi blue white game where they allowed a couple thousand fans into the stadium most of them were students and that's kind of what it looked like. You know, the media were allowed to attend to see what was going on. And it was very much a practice that you would see. Uh, like what we get to see a lot of it was what you would see maybe on Wednesdays where they did a seven on seven period. They did a positional drill period. They did a warm up period and then they did a scrimmage. But in that situation, even they went back and forth with the offense and the defense and the first team and the second team. You might get a little bit more of an event more than a football game. And. For the offense in general, this is the second season with Mike Yersich. And something I've been interested in is that we focus so much on the quarterback. How's the quarterback learning this, the offense? Because he's got to know everything, right? He's got to be a quasi-offensive coordinator. But it's not like the rest of the team doesn't need to know the offense. And we've had a chance to speak to some of the players over last week or so. Bretton Strange says it's, it's like night and day when you're installing in year one and you're reviewing in year two and one of the problems last year along the offensive line was not just the physical limitations but some of the mental mistakes especially early in the season of being in a new offense even if you're executing the same blocks you have to understand the terminology you have to understand the language and the codes that you're hearing so with year two does the offensive line also get a bump from being in 
the same offense and understanding the terminology and understanding the techniques they're being asked, asked to execute on a regular basis, does that help them as well? And the added wrinkle is with so many people injured and so few people there, what is it? Is it that the guys that are getting all the reps are taking a huge leap forward or are there so many players missing that you're not getting that added bonus of spring practice up front? James Franklin sort of addressed it, but really something really interesting he said afterwards came out of, yes, it's about the offensive line, but... Yeah, I mean, obviously the guys that are missing reps, you know, you, you prefer that not be the case. Um, but I'd also say that the other thing that, that I think we've done a pretty good job of being creative is what you really have to be careful is that it doesn't limit the development of a bunch of other positions. When when one position is 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 really challenged from a depth perspective, it makes it really hard to practice the way you want to practice, and then other units and other positions get impacted by it. So I think we've managed it pretty good. Obviously, the guys that are missing reps, we prefer that they didn't. Um, there's also some guys that we're going to be dependent on that are going to get here in the summer as well, and we're going to have to get them caught up as, as soon as we possibly can. But... Um, I know the guys that are getting reps have really done a nice job and we're playing physical and, you know, um, I've been really impressed with our commitment to the running game. Uh, we've really done a good job of emphasizing that to take some of that off of Sean. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. So, opinions about the running game and the improvement aside, because I know Penn State fans are going to say, I'll believe it when I see it, and I don't blame you. Um, James Franklin not really interested in the conversation about the offensive line taking a step forward in the spring because of their second year, partially because they're they're clearly relying on players like Hunter Norzad coming from Cornell to be a starter. He's not here, so he's not getting those reps anyway. So a lot of this is going to be determined by the players that are entering the program over the summer. But the guys that are available and getting reps, it sounds like the important ones are available and getting reps because it didn't sound like as much of a problem as James as as some of the other aspects. And to that second part, uh, think about it this way, and just go off of last season as an example of okay, so the offensive line is struggling. Do you know anything about the running game? Because there are not clear and available holes for the running back to run through at half the time, all the time, some of the time. You know which SAT answer is it that you, on the particular play, uh, which bubble do you fill in of is the hole available? Uh, then on the other on the other side of that, in pass protection, does the quarterback have a clean pocket in the spring at all at any point to throw the ball effectively to his receivers? And I want to illustrate this particular point about making sure the running backs, receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks can still use the offense, run it, and learn it, even if you have a problem up front. This is uh, the detail that Mike Yersich went into last season uh, in the middle of October about how hard it is to practice just the deep ball. Um, and I think the most critical thing about that is, is how do you practice the deep ball? Because if you think about it, these guys have to go run, I don't know how many plays, 
uh, 30 plays on Tuesday, full speed, how many deep shots are you going to take? If you take three deep shots, man, you have to get the scout team to give the right look. Um, the protection has to be right. Um, if it's a bad snap, that's a bummer because those reps, you're probably only going to get those three reps all week. So they're so precious. And, and so your routes on air to your pat and go, all of your individuals um, have to all add up and, and bank um, all those things. And come Saturday, you should see the fruits of that. So that's just for the deep ball, the, the thought and the process of trying to get enough snaps. And he mentioned you get three deep balls, maybe a practice. So how do you make all of those things add up over time so that you become better at it and you don't just kind of stay the same? So you need the offensive line to block. You need a good snap, as he pointed out. If Penn State doesn't have a center, like one of their centers isn't there, and, and you know, these are, by the way, I want to say this again, when I'm showing the O-line depth chart and who's there and not there, that is totally at random. You know, there that that is not at all what I'm saying, but I'm just giving you examples of these situations. Same thing, like go back to our example. Do they have a tackle? If they don't have anyone that is at that position, so they're filling in with bodies, that guy's not gonna block a defensive end as well. So do you get those deep shots? Do the do the freshman running backs have available room to run? Are they learning bad habits from bouncing in situations? Are they learning the the techniques and the zone and the man steps in order to be at the hole at the right time if there's confusion up front. So that's what James Franklin uh, really was addressing when it comes to we've done a good job of making sure all of those little details, we're still getting those guys that information even with the challenges up front with the offensive line. So you're going to see some form of that on Saturday because it doesn't sound like that Penn State is, is going to be putting on a full blue-white game. And here's the thing, and I said this at the beginning, nobody is. If you look across the country, I was just watching uh, one, of the, one of the spring games earlier uh, about two weeks ago. They did not tackle. So the offensive line and the defensive line are engaging, but it's like 80% speed, and then when you get to the tackle point, nobody touches the quarterback, obviously. But then running backs and receivers, they don't tackle. Uh, so there are players and there are, there are universities and programs that don't have offensive line depth issues that are still modifying their practice because it's about getting to spring or getting through spring, excuse me. It's about getting to the fall. And the more we know about player safety and concussions and injuries and injury prevention, the risk of playing a full football game with your team in the spring is not worth the risk. So that's really what you're seeing in general across sports in these situations. Uh, so here's the most important thing. And of course, just to let you know, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com and here on YouTube, we will give you what we see and the important tangible things that come out of the game that are worth examining. We're going to make sure that we have all that information still because there are things to, to gain. It is a scrimmage. It will be some sort of scrimmage, so there will be an evaluation process, even if it is for us knowing who's playing in the scrimmage. Like That's a, that's a part of the information we don't exactly have during the spring anyway. But here is the most important thing that I want you to be paying attention to this weekend. Listen, we all know what the blue-white game is about. It is about the first opportunity to go outside and especially tailgate 
since November. So 66 and partly cloudy on Friday for people driving in here to Happy Valley. And then Saturday morning, uh, some morning showers, hopefully just a little bit there to uh, freshen everything up. And then we'll have a sunny 65 degree day in April. So come with your best tailgating equipment, come with a fun attitude, and let's enjoy being at Beaver Stadium together once again. That's really, and by the way, I'm going to do my best on the Daily Edition and all of our other shows to make sure you're updated with the forecast coming up this weekend. So if those showers change from the morning to the afternoon, I'm going to keep you up to date on all of that this week because really... I mean, it's about that and sunscreen for me. Just making sure everyone has a good time. We're all uh, enjoying the moment. And then you're enjoying just watching football happen again, even if it is not a full game like you would have seen in yesteryear. Because I just think that that's kind of over. Like, th- those days are kind of over anyway. And Penn State, their situation up front, it might be even a little bit more modified than what you're seeing elsewhere. So that'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition. Don't forget, if you haven't seen it yet, check out the BWI Live Show. We go into some of the other things that we want to see, some of the real questions about the -the on-the-field stuff on the BWI Live Show with myself, Dave Eckert, and Nate Bauer. That earlier today, it's at noon on Monday, so make sure you you watch that, and you get all that information, and you participate because you can get your questions answered on air. So that'll do it today for the BWI Daily Edition recruiting show with a lot of news coming up. That's coming up tomorrow, so we'll talk to you. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.